whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Good morning again. Hi, good morning. <laughs> it seems like you had fun yesterday. Uh, the concert? Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was, uh, you know, our first time playing, um, I suppose, you know, three new songs off the album in one gig. Yeah. Yeah, and like I suppose it really is the first gig of this whole kind of new album tour. So it was fun. It was great. It was kind of a good crowd. I, to be honest, I, it's the, our first time at the Reaper Barn Festival, and I hadn't really, I didn't really know much about it in the it's, past. But it's, it's, um, you know, like the uh, kind of South by Southwest type thing exactly, in exactly, Europe. Yeah, yeah so which it's cool. way too small for you guys, but still. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was, uh, you know, it was kind of announced as a bit of a spontaneous thing. <laughs> Even though we knew we were showing up, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. We had a good time. Is that uh, you know those kind of warm-up shows? Is this a rehearsal for you, or is it going like you know you're gonna have a more, way bigger production when you go on the regular tour? Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you how do you evaluate that? It's just party, or you go like, oh man, I missed that beat. That cannot happen later. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a rehearsal. Yeah. You know, we rehearsed a little bit before uh, we came out to do this show, but to be honest, we as a band historically we've never really rehearsed much. We never did because I always want to rehearse. I'm like, come on, let's get together, play the songs, and that's like we don't need to play Plug in Baby. We played it a million <laughs> times, and I'm like, yeah, of course. So so we we never we've never really rehearsed much and uh, we use the kind of you know you, we rehearse in the gigs <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> you know uh, that's how you it's, it's a new record it's a new record theory set a concept record I don't know what defines a concept album these days um, you know there are, there are themes that run through it yeah um, but it's not like you know a story I think I think the last album had more of a narrative that ran through it yeah. so it's slightly more of a conceptual thing I think this time it's more um You know, drawing, drawing on the theme for some of the <clears throat> some of the tracks, but not all of them. Yeah. You know, like some of the tracks, like you know, something human, for example, is 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 a very personal, you know, song from Matt about you know being on the road and wanting 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 to go home. You know, but I think we drew <laughs> we drew from the kind of s simulation theory, you know, umbrella probably in the sound of that recording. Not necessarily the theme of the lyrics, you know, but maybe the sound and also the video. So, so yeah. I think you know, we've kind of used the the album title as an umbrella and you know drawn from it either sonically or aesthetically or thematically. But it depends song by song. Do you feel the pressure you use to evolve constantly from record to record to do something differently from record to record? Um, we don't feel. Pressure from some of our hardcore fans because they just want us to play what we've done in the past. <laughs> But uh, we too, um, I think we put that pressure on ourselves, you know, because I think we've always tried to approach each album going, you know, how can this be different from the last? It's just something we've always done, you know, and I, I think. have to be different. Well, this is the question that we sometimes ask ourselves or discuss because for us it does, because. Yeah but not for every band because yeah. there's plenty of bands that have been going for as long as us that, you know, do the same thing or, you know, a similar mould. You know, they have a mould and it works and they don't need to break it. And that's great. 
but I think for us, it's uh, we kind of struggle to just do the same thing because we, we uh, I don't know what it is. We just feel, you know, we feel like we have to try and find something new, a new sound, a new way of playing this yeah. and that. And whether that's for the best or not, it, you you don't know. But that's the gamble of like making a record. But I feel like we've always done that. You know, yeah. the difference between the first and second album, and then the second and third, and then the fourth. You know, they're all very very different. I find so and I think this is you know another version of that so yeah we feel like we we have to change and evolve but maybe we don't maybe we don't maybe it's our own you know um, mentalness that's (laughs) that's making us do that but But the the, the music is one thing but you know it seems like you always come up with something totally crazy and spectacular when you come to the live shows I mean sometimes I I just wonder with each tour how will you talk <laughs> What's gonna come yeah. next? I'm, so, I'm, I'm curious already. So. Uh, me too. Yeah. No. <laughs> but we get we get answered. Uh, sorry, asked that question a lot. Yeah. And um, you can't always top yourself unless you do loads of drugs. <laughs> but you don't. You know, you can't always just you know um, go bigger and better than what you've done in the past. You just have to like move sideways and do something slightly different. So. You know, you just have to do. You know, the last tour, the drones tour, was quite spectacular. It's quite theatrical. It was quite hard, hard work as well. And uh, you know, we're just starting on a new tour now, and <clears throat> which will be for next summer over here. And um, it is going to be completely different again because we want to, you know, not just we want to do something different than just you know playing a bunch of visuals on a screen because everyone does that, you know. So we want to try and figure out a way of having a very theatrical show which we're working on don't really want to give it all away but you know like a, a very you know cool big theatrical rock show that doesn't just rely on a bunch of like visuals of spaceships flying through space you know you have to you know apart from the creative fact it must cost a lot of money to do all that stuff yes ridiculous uh, <laughs> it is, no it is I mean going on Going on tour the way we do, you know, and with the production, it, yeah, it, it, you you spend most of the money that you earn from people buying tickets on on the production. So the percentage of what you, what you end up with is often shockingly low. <laughs> but you know, it depends. I mean, you can go out there with nothing, but you know, we we've always wanted to, you know, put on a great a big show, a great show, and. And uh, that's something we enjoy doing. So, but yeah, of course, it's, uh, it's an expensive world touring. <laughs> you said before that you know it's always a gamble when it comes to the music and when you change your sound or try to find something new. But I you sometimes though, still afraid when the new record comes out, like, oh, it's going to be accepted or something. What's going to happen? What, what, what will the people think? Do well, I think that? Yeah. Are you afraid of that sometimes? Like, oh. You're a bit nervous. Nervous, yeah. A little bit nervous because you, um, you know. You, you you just create what you like, essentially. That's normally what you do, but sometimes I've found myself more so recently asking myself, like, you know, would our fans... Are our fans going to like this? So, you know, I, I like to ask that a lot, which is something that I've not always asked before, but, you know, because I don't know all of our fans. I think I know them. Mm think I know what they like you know? um, 
but it, I found it to be an interesting question. Like, would our, will our fans like this? What anything we're doing, whether it's music or any anything that we do, will our fan, fans like it? And it's, um, you know, you want to be able to say yes, <laughs> but you never know. I mean, you know, you never know how things are going to be received. This is like the the kind of you know you're slightly nervous. You know, you like what you've done. I mean, we wouldn't release anything if we didn't like it or weren't confident about it. And and uh, you know, fingers crossed that people do like it. You know, I never, I never, when it comes to music, I never really read between the lines and you know, followed every quote and everything that you guys said. But it seems and it appears to me that Muse is a band that is taken for granted. There's, you know, no fights, no scandals, no, no nothing. And it seems like you guys go on forever. Is there an end to music? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was watching a documentary the other day about like how why bands split up and why they stay together. Yeah. It's a difficult one because some bands just can't act it and it just you know they implode or explode. And uh, I don't know. We I think we're just one of those bands that might stick around for as long as we're enjoying it. I mean, yeah. that, that's the, the main thing for enjoying making music and enjoying playing. I think we'll we'll stick around. I don't. We don't have. You know any kind of beef that we've had with each other? I think we kind of got rid of that a long time ago. What if the success goes down slightly? Would you consider it a way of you know that's where we're going to stop? Or would it affect you? Success, success, important. I don't. Yeah, I mean, who knows until until you really feel it, I suppose. But you know, it's like Freddie Mercury said. It's like it's you know, becoming successful is not that difficult but staying successful is extremely difficult and I get it it's true because you can't you know we, we spent many years just like going up you know and uh, like many bands do when they start you know and it, you can't go up forever it's just not possible is it you end up in space and uh, so you know but I, I think the you know I respect a lot of bands that have stuck together for a long time like yeah. YouTube Stones I mean Jesus the Stones have gone through all sorts of crazy shit and hated each other at times but there's something that just pulls them together you know yeah. Mick Jagger just probably gives everyone a slap around the face and says let's go let's go back on tour even though we're all 70 do you know what I mean and they just do it <laughs> it's just nuts and you know you two have, you two have done it and I think they've the bands that stay together for a long time I think you You know, you're riding. It's not just about coming up on the crest of the wave, is it? It's about you know you're really surfing that wave for a long time, and uh, and and generally you do this. You know, you you go up and down, depending. Queen did it. So many bands in the in the past have done it. So um, yeah, we, I think we'll stick around as long as we. It's all about everyone. You know, bands staying together for a long time is, is knowing your. Uh, everyone has egos, different degrees of egos, and it's kind of knowing, you know, where they begin and where they end, and accepting it between the members of the band. Uh, and I think that's how you stick around. It's like often when, if you've got if your ego is, you know, too big, <laughs> or it or it you know expands a little bit too rapidly, then that can kind of you know rub other people's egos up the wrong way and then that causes bands to split up you know 
ideas above your station. I noticed yesterday because I, I just said I, I couldn't watch you from row 15 and that from 1500. So uh, I could just watch the band play and perform. Oh, yesterday? Yesterday. All oh, right. And I felt like even with the small gig, you know, the small occasion, you had so much more to do than just drumming. <laughs> you know, you uh, did, with all the different kinds of sounds you produce, and you don't, you don't actually realize that, do you? Um, well, my, my drum kit's expanding, but it's, it's got yeah. more and more electronic stuff yeah. on it these days with a few triggers, put more triggers on the kit, which means you can add other sounds, like layers, basically. So layers think? on top. Yeah, like Dark Side, that's got some extra kind of like tom sounds on the, on the toms. <laughs> and I've got pads. I've actually got a couple of extra pads for another new song <clears throat> that we didn't play last night. So my... Um, you know, a drum kit sounds like a drum kit. You know, it's like boom, kst, do you know what I mean? It's like you haven't got a, a, a big palette of sound to really work with there, so um, it's a little bit restricted. So you know, it's, it's expanding with different layers to kind of you know make it sound cool, which is great. And um, you know, but same with the other guys, Chris, actually on a, on a new song. Yeah, Chris has got a couple of like double neck basses. <clears throat> one's a synth, one's a bass, and he's got a new one which one's a bass and one's a keyboard. Alright. So uh, yeah, I guess we're trying to expand our, our sonics. We have to for this album. How did it sound yesterday? Very good. Did it? Yeah. Oh good. Totally. I was like it sounded like you guys were being on the road already, playing a couple of shows already. Oh. That's how good it sounded. Oh, okay. <laughs> how are the lights? The lights were good. I heard people complaining about the lights. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It was, it was just... Oh, really? Yeah. It was too bright. It was too... Oh, it was, it was a bit bright because it was being filmed. No, it wasn't. It was good. I had some mm. beers, so maybe that was <laughs> right. good. But still, you know. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it was being streamed online. So, you know, if it's being filmed, it's often just a, everything's a bit bright for the cameras. No, you look good. So, so okay, cool. <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to hear... You know, we only have 10 minutes. Okay, let's do it. And I don't know if we can answer the question, what is the simulation theory within yeah. 10 minutes? I can try, I can try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, simulation theory, in terms of how I'm using it in the album, is one way, but the actual simulation theory itself was a theory by Nick Bostrom, mid-2000s, and it basically talks about the speed of processing power of computers. You know, So the speed that computer power is increasing at, exponentially you know? mm. so from the from the late 70s to now um, there's a certain speed and so he's using that line of speed to predict the future speed of computers yeah, yeah. so he's saying that um, at the current speed of of a uh, computer evolution speed um, that around about the late 2020s is when computers will have the same intellectual capacity as human beings, you know? They so, already got mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and then he's predicting that maybe 10, 20 years after that, computation, uh, computational speed and power will be enough to si accurately simulate the, uh, the universe, you know, in terms of inside a computer, you can simulate all the laws of physics yeah. accurately yeah. to the point where we can actually explore... Um, you know, we can watch the Big Bang in real time, we can watch the formation of black holes, the formation of galaxies accurately, and we can understand every part of the universe in any time, you know, uh, using computer simulation. So, 
he then starts talking about how when that happens combined with like obviously where the speed of virtual reality and how virtual reality is evolving that there might be the possibility of us to go and in enter uh, a virtual universe and actually explore it like you know like space travelers you know and and then so the crazy part of the theory is that once we do that uh, it becomes difficult to differentiate if if this reality that we are in now is actually real or not yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of like what's that that was one that was two minutes maybe <laughs> yeah. how do you make a record about <laughs> in, in all the world <laughs> yeah yeah well i guess i guess i i was thinking to myself well if i if i could go anywhere where would i go and, I, and for some reason on this album i chose i would like to go back to my childhood in the 80s and 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 go inside all these films and go inside kind of all the music that i love from that period and kind of you know, re really, I think it's a kind of feeling of, I think what we would, what we would experience when, when this may happen, this virtual reality sort of other world, is that we're going to experience a transcendence of, of time, like time will become different, you know, yeah. and we'll be able to explore you know, anything, you know, from any time frame, we'll be able to go back to things which seem like nostalgia, but we'll be able to, you know, make them feel like they're alive again in the present, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, yeah, it's good idea. But how difficult is it to re return a videotape? In all this respect, <laughs> if you have a Lamborghini, it's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so long as you're faster than the cops, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you, can, you can make it on time. <laughs> But I just learned from Dom that the simulation theory is not a concept. Right? He said that it's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that we probably we probably put more effort into. The, the concept of the videos, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're trying to make all the videos kind of link together and have a kind of connection, you know, like it's some kind of virtual game of some kind that we're choosing to play. Um, but the album, I would say that, you know, we focused on the album just really making all the songs to be really good. Mm. And we, we also wanted to make the songs be have quite different sounds, you know? So, yeah. you know, because of the modern age of streaming, we don't really mind if, like, one song is more listened to by, say, indie, EDM-type people or, or if a, another song goes to more, like, heavy metal crowd or whatever. So we like the idea that the songs have different style. Uh, so we, we didn't really make a, a strong effort to make the the music have a sort of concept theme yeah. but but i would say that the visual style like the album cover and the videos is where we've put more kind of effort into making a theme yeah what do those chinese signs say on the uh, it, yeah it says uh, <laughs> it says tri trilemma yeah trilemma which is a a triangle uh, instead of dilemma it's like a, a three-way problem yeah which you can kind of solve which is basically the band me dom and chris it's like <laughs> it's a, we are a trilemma yeah make, making a record is is the ultimate uh, trilemma yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because it seems like that now for this record it's not that the music is, is not important but the videos are almost equally important if not more important yeah is it is it this return to being able to having everything visualized these days Yeah, I think it's something that we have always neglected a little bit, I think. I think, like, for the, f the first four or five albums, I think that we just... We didn't really care very much about style or aesthetic or, or, or even even the videos, you know. We didn't really put... We didn't put a lot of effort into them, you know. Uh, so this album, we just kind of changed and felt like maybe maybe now's a good time to really focus on that. And I think it may maybe is partly to do with... Um, the times we're living in as well, you know, yeah. like you know, we have more f 
I feel like we have more freedom to create things which are fantasy and more strange or interesting, which which for me fits the way I the way I like to think about. You know, yeah. if if I was to be a director or film director, I'd want to do like sci-fi. I'd want to do like action thrillers, but really in a fantasy world. You know, um, and I think that in the in the two thousands. That wasn't really very cool, you know. <laughs> in terms of in terms of like you know rock, you know playing rock music and stuff. But I, but I think I, th- I think that I, I think I just feel probably more. I think now I feel more confident to express express what I really like to do visually as well as musically, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that might be something that we do more of in the future. You released the first single of this record last year, and. Uh, You know, now singles. There were three more singles, and the yeah. record is going to come. Yeah. When, aren't you? Were you not afraid that when you when you released the first single that you know you might want to change it a year <laughs> to something else musically? Or like, well, this is it. We let it go. It's out. But it's still going to be on a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out a year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're trying to sort of like let's say kind of reverse reverse the album concept. You know, so yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, kind of almost back to like I would say like in the 60s, in the 1960s, people would put lots of singles, and yeah. th- and then an album would be a, an album would be like a collection yeah. of yeah. of their songs. You know, um, it wasn't until the 70s that album became more like you know like a sort of art form. You know, so I guess we kind of we're we're experimenting with the idea that the way we are now is almost a little bit like the 1960s again in terms of in terms of how music is released yeah. you know just releasing one song then another song then another song then another song and then an album really is just it's not really as important you know as it used to be it's just like a collection of songs you know it's almost like the album is like it's really there's only going to be like there's only going to be like five new songs on you know that, that people haven't heard before you know? <laughs> yeah. but, but at the same time I think there's also another angle which is that I think people don't always have the time to sit down and listen to an album you know you know in the, in the evenings people are watching like you know netflix shows and like, you know, all sorts of stuff you know i don't think there's many people which are sitting down in the evening and choosing to listen to one album you know yeah. I, i think if if people have like you know if people have like even 30 minutes to listen to music they're going to probably have a playlist of of their favorite songs you know yeah. uh, so i guess another another thought process is that by having By having these songs out in advance, when the album does eventually come, it will almost be like a playlist that they know. They have they have half familiar, familiarity yeah. with it already. Yeah. As you said to Dom, music is always it's always a band that you can take for granted. It seems like you know there's no nothing. You always as a fan, you're always sure something's going to come and it's going to be good. <laughs> do you sometimes have a problem writing stuff, or do you feel pressure? Do you you have no ideas, which I cannot imagine. That's <laughs> that happened to me. Uh, that, I experienced that. I experienced that early. I would say, like um, this album was not difficult. Yeah, this album was quite easy, and, and the last album, I, I'd say, the difficult albums for me were probably, um, probably Black Holes and Revelations. I'd say right. uh, that one, and also the Second Law. I'd say okay. pr- the, the period of time before those albums was difficult for me thinking of like, what am I going to do? You know, I don't know what to do. You know, mm. uh, and and so. Those song, those albums probably took a bit longer and and were like more difficult, and I, and I think those both those albums were albums where I had to I realized that I couldn't do the same thing again. I felt like I had to do something different, yeah. uh, and so both those albums were, were when I kind of kind of broke from the past. You know, so up to Absolution was like the idea was like just rock. I want to I want to make a kind of 
a kind of rock sound that feels contemporary, you know, and uh, and then black holes. Like you know, I feel absolution was like it was perfect. You know, it was like that was exactly what I wanted to do, and I don't know how to do anything better than that. You know, in terms. Of, yeah. And so so when I was when I was trying to think about the Black Holes album, I was. I was realizing, you know, what I have to, I have to listen to different music or different styles and get some different influences and kind of reinvent, you know. So the kind of the reinvention is is the hard part, you know. And uh, and I'd say that yeah, Black Holes was one, and the Second Law was another one. Um, this one, yeah, not it wasn't so difficult. This this to me felt like um, it felt it felt like sort of we were. It felt, on this album, it feels like we kind of understood what across all of the previous albums, what is kind of the best thing that we do which is in my opinion which is combining really sort of combining sort of the energy of rock and instrumentation of 20th century instruments mm-hmm. with with technology mm-hmm. in a way that feels like they're working together in balance not against each other or you know not competing or something you know I mean you did it yesterday live but uh, is there is it harder to do live to, to, to include all that the full sound into a live show into a concert into a big production I, th- I think I think we live. You have the you have the advantage of of, of volume, you know, the loud the loudness, you know. So you know, the, often often the loudness really is, uh, you know, it's actually it's actually much much harder to make a recording, you know, that's very quiet, you know, listening on listening on your iPod or something, yeah. uh, to, iPad or whatever, listening to something very quietly, to make that sound powerful is very very hard, you know. Yeah. In in a live concert, you know, just. Just play a, play a chord. It sounds great. You know, it sounds loud and huge and massive. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm, I'm 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 kind of afraid that you already know what the next record is going to be about. But so, you know, uh, how do you how do you gonna top and reinvent all those live shows? I mean, you've you've done everything from Dungeons Dragons to Fire. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> well, I think something we've always thought about doing but thought it might be too risky but I think we're going to do now is is working with performers you know um, uh, like a like a sort of uh, choreography of performers but we want to do it like muse we, we, you know we don't want to do it like like uh, anything we want to do something completely different to what you would see in a pop concert you know so probably something you know dystopian dark and and sort of theatrical involving like you know you know, a number of performers, you know, I like the idea of human beings being like the production, you know, yeah. being, being, you know, I think that there's something, you know, I think we've done a lot with technology, you know, with, you know, with video screens, lasers and all this stuff, you know, I like to do something using people, you know. So when are you going to be back uh, We'll be back, uh, I think we're going to do a tour of Europe in the summer next year, yeah. So the, we're doing like one sort of world tour that starts in the US in March, April, and then we come to Europe yeah. across the summer, yeah. and then we go to South America, maybe Asia afterwards, yeah. And so 19 will be a big tour, yeah. From the videos, I suspected you're going to do a stunt show. Like, oh, what? Yeah, a stunt show with cars and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that could be fun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much success can you still achieve? What's left for you? What's the motivation for you guys? Well, the motivation was never success for us, you know. I mean, yeah, we got together for, you know, for reasons of of, of wanting camaraderie with your friends yeah. and something to do with your friends, music, and uh, an exploration of your own sort of, um, you know, limits of, of psychology and creativity. Uh, and I, I think those are the driving forces. I don't think, you know... Success can't be a driving force, you know. Um, is, is being a rockstar then an advantage or a disadvantage? Or a side effect to everything you did? <laughs> what do you mean? A like good or a bad side effect? 
Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's good. You know what I mean, like it's there's lots of it's mainly advantage. I say. <laughs> yeah. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.